This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Jeremy Nelson. Jeremy is the founder of Living at His Feet Ministries. He and his wife are currently hosting the Fire and Glory Outpouring in San Diego, California. He's also the author of Encountering Angels, which is one of my very favorite topics. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you doing, Donna? (laughs) Oh, we're all great here. Thank you. Um, Well, you know what? We're going to jump in with just a little bit of background here. I know it's been a while since you've been with us. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, where you were before you got saved and then the uh, the time that you gave your heart to the Lord and what a change that made in your life. Sure. Yeah, I got saved my uh, junior year of college. I was playing baseball at Sonoma State University in Northern California. And, uh, you know, I was just living a lifestyle of partying and just kind of uh, you know, drinking and, and, you know, drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, I did that since I was 13. So uh, really the only thing that kept me out of a, a lot of trouble was that I played baseball, I played football, I played sports. And so that kind of kept me, uh, you know, out of the streets. But what ended up happening was I hit rock bottom my junior year of college and uh, just ended up my mother was a Christian. I gave my life to Jesus uh, that year got radically touched by the fire of God at the call San Francisco and instantly got delivered of all the drugs and alcohol. And uh, and so that was how it all started for me. Now, because of that came about that way, I mean, you, you were saved, you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you were instantly delivered from drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, was that an indication to you that you felt like God had a calling on your life? Um, definitely. I mean, you know, it was supernatural. I mean, I knew that God was real. Uh, I'd experienced, you know, healing in my family before that with my mother, who was, uh, you know, saved when I was 13. She had cancer and got totally healed of that. And so I I knew that God was real. But uh, at that point, you know, it it was just uh, amazing because it was like I went from feeling like death to life, you know. Yes. And and what you're doing now, you um, and your wife, you're hosting uh, this outpouring in San Diego, the Fire and the Glory outpouring. What's going on there? Yeah, well, in uh, mid-January, earlier this year, um, Revival broke out of a conference that we were hosting called Decree uh, in San Diego, and so it's been amazing. We've had, uh, you know, we're we're almost 200 nights into this outpouring and Revival, really six months, but, uh, you know, God's been doing all kinds of crazy miracles. I mean, we've had every kind of miracle you could think of, stage four cancer sealed, Lyme's disease, Parkinson's. We've had even the dead raised, um, you know, and people have come from 46 nations, uh, every state in America, but I believe seven has come out. And so it's just been really a a move of the Holy Spirit that's been taking place since January. And and we're just thrilled to be able to host the Holy Spirit, His presence, and night after night, people are coming from all over Southern California, all over the nations, and just coming for a, a touch of the fire of God. I I read that there was uh, people there from almost all 50 states and then over 40 countries attending. Yep. Wow. (laughs) From everywhere. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, 
Now, you're known as a revivalist. So many great things are happening, lots of things happening. You just talked about healing, signs, miracles, wonders, all these things that are happening. But you have written a book called Encountering Angels. And also, uh, we're offering actually on this program a three-part uh CD teaching as well, Angels on Assignment. This is absolutely yep. one of my very, very favorite uh, subjects, and I know you you speak all over the world, but you've written this book, and what are you hoping that people will, will understand and get out of this book? Well, I believe that God really wants people to know that heaven's help is available, and they're not alone. And, uh, you know, so many people are unaware of heaven's help backing them up in everyday life. And, you know, the the reality is God loves us, and he loves his people so much, and he wants us to know that, uh, you know, we're, we're not alone in this world that we're in and that he is always looking out for us and that there are angels on assignment to protect us, angels on assignment to help, uh, you know, unveil our destinies and open up doors. And, you know, there's just so much to heaven that God wants to reveal on the earth and, um, you know, one of the things that really I think about is that, you know, a lot of people are aware of the demonic, but they're not aware of, of heaven around them. And, and so, you know, you can ask a believer like, hey, you know, how are you doing? And they'll say, well, the devil's, the devil's after me. You know, I've been being attacked. Pray for me. But if you ask a believer sometimes like, hey, have you seen your angel? They'll go, whoa, no, no I haven't seen my angel. And, and here's the crazy thing about that, Donna, is that in heaven, when Satan got booted out of heaven, he only took one-third of the angels down with him, so that means mathematically or even scientifically there's two times as many angels as there are demons. So really the, the, the chances of seeing one or the other is greater to see the, the side of heaven than it is to see the, the side of hell. And really what I think happens is that whatever you focus on, you empower. And if people are always focused on darkness, on the demonic, on the devil, then they'll empower that realm in their life. But if you're focused on Jesus— and you focus on the king of the kingdom, then all of a sudden it shifts everything, and the angels begin to be a reality in your life. And uh, I, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's you know part of the purpose of the book is to really bring people into a perspective of what happens when we make Jesus number one in our lives with the kingdom around us. Yes, that makes perfect sense to me. And I know that everybody that's listening is going to want to get your book and this uh, teaching as well, because um, you just explain so much and, and it's such a help. Um, I, I got so much out of it personally. Uh, why did you write this book? Was there something specific that happened, uh, a, a teaching, a study, uh, an encounter? Tell me why you wrote the book. Um, yeah, I had an encounter. This was a uh, you know, my wife, Miranda, and I, we've been married now um, eight and a half years, and so that's been absolutely amazing. And uh, before we got married, when we were just engaged, we were living in Canada, and uh, we were going to go on a, a date, just drive to downtown Vancouver, Canada, from where we were at, uh, just a little town outside of there. And as we were on our way, we saw a man who was on crutches, and he was kind of dragging his leg across the street, and uh so we decided to pull the car over and to go and to pray for him. And so, you know, we pulled the car over, we got out of the car, and we were kind of waiting for this guy to come across the street. And uh, as he came across the street, we met him. And, you know, we were pretty used to praying for people in the streets. It's some of the, you know, the passion that we have is just to share Jesus everywhere we go. And so we asked this guy, we said, hey, can we pray for you? And the guy says, sure. And, uh, and so we laid hands on him. We began to pray. He told us that there was an issue with his hip. And when we were done praying for his hip, um, you know, we said, hey, can you do something that you couldn't do before? Check it out. See if it's healed. And, 
And to our surprise, the guy lifts up his shirt and he has no hip. It's just like a hole. And, um, and you know, after that, my faith was like the water in a bathtub. You know, it was like gone. I, I, and it just ran out and I said, all right, well, that was a good try. Let's go. And the guy looks at us <laughs> and he says, hey, um, he goes, thank you so much for praying for me. He said, you know, my great-great-grandfather was the man of God who planted the first Pentecostal church in Canada. And so I thought in my head, like, wait, what did he just say? And, and you know, he said, my grandfather is the first man of God to plant the first church in Canada, you know, Pentecostal. And I thought, man, we should have him pray for us. And right when I thought that, the guy said, can I pray for you? And he ends up praying for me and my wife. And, I mean, listen, this guy prophesied secrets of our heart. He prayed for the fire of God to touch us. We got overwhelmed by the, the, the fiery uh, realm of the Holy Ghost and to the point where, um, you know, we, we got completely uh, touched by God. I was like in tears. And, um, and so, you know, after that encounter, we gave the guy a hug. We got back in our car. We turned around. And when we turned around, it had only been like 30 seconds. He was totally gone. And, uh, you know, we couldn't find him. And listen, when the supernatural happens, sometimes your mind doesn't understand it because the supernatural is not supposed to be understood with just the mind. It has to be understood with the heart. And so I'm looking around for this guy. I can't find him. And the Holy Spirit says, you're not going to find him. He was an angel. He said, it's Hebrews 13. And he said, tell my people that, you know, not to neglect loving on people because without knowing it, they're entertaining angels at times. And so that was the encounter that we had that opened up our reality to the the realm of the angelic, and really God spoke to me to write the book out of that visitation. So that sent you on a search through the scriptures. What did you find? Yes, and, and so basically what God told me was he said, heaven is real, the angels are, are real, you know, the kingdom of God um, really is on earth as it is in heaven, but people just need understanding. He said the people of God perish because of lack of knowledge. And uh, he said, so I want you to begin to study out all the angels in the Bible, all the scriptures about them and uh and and he said you know begin to bring a language begin to bring understanding to people so that they can begin to tap into the angelic realm and so that heaven's help can begin to uh, partner with them to mm, preach yes. the gospel because you know it says in hebrews chapter one it, it says that god's angels are ministering spirits they're flames of fire that are sent to assist those who are to inherit salvation and so god wants to teach us how to work with the angelic realm in everyday life and, and advance his kingdom on the earth. And you, you told me, too, that, you know, when you were doing this and you were deep in this study, that, uh, you know, the Lord had spoken to you about all these things you were lear learning about angels and talking about experiencing greater breakthrough if people could just learn how to uh, understand and to partner with these angels and how to uh, use them in their own ministry. Did you see a breakthrough in your ministry once you started studying and learning about the angelic realm? Um, I definitely did. You know, uh, one of the things that I learned was that Jesus himself worked with the angels. And, you know, it's amazing because there is supernatural results that come when you begin to work with the angels. Like when Jesus was tempted by Satan 40 days, 40 nights, uh, you know, in the wilderness, and he overcame. It says the angels of God came, and they ministered strength onto Jesus. And then it says he left the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And so, you know, one of the things that, uh, obviously traveling all over the world, my wife and I, we've been to 50 nations in the last eight years, and, uh, you know, there's been times where 
I've had encounters where the the angels come, and it's like there's a realm of strength that comes for the journey. And, yes, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll see angels in meetings, and and sometimes I'll know how to minister by what angel I see in the actual meeting. And uh, and and so it's you know studying the scriptures about the angels has given me a framework to kind of recognize which angels in the room, what God wants to release, and uh, you know obviously it's all about Jesus, but the angels come to help. Mm-hmm assist whatever he wants to release in the room. And so if we can become aware of them, then we can become more right. effective right. in what we do. And you had a specific incident, too, after you studied all about the angels, their roles, what they do, uh, how they are used. Um, you said you you experienced breakthrough in your own ministry. And you told me about uh, an angelic visitation that you had in Korea after you had done this study. Yes. Yeah, I've had um, many times where I'll go to a nation uh you know, I'll, I'll have an encounter where there is an angel that is either assigned over the entire nation, kind of like the um, the archangel that's over that nation or that place. Um, and, and so I went to Korea, and uh, we were ministering in Seoul, Korea, and I had an encounter the first night that I touched down on a specific trip I was on, and I saw a massive angel who was probably like six, seven stories tall, and um, and as I, I saw him, the Lord began to show me some different strongholds that were going on in the church in Korea. And uh, and what's amazing is I was able to talk to the churches that I was with, and everything that the Lord showed me was absolutely the stronghold that they were dealing with in that nation as a people group. Wonderful. Amazing. Well, you know, something that I found so interesting, um, you, you said before the incident where you saw the angel that was on crutches that you prayed for, you had only seen them like in visions and dreams. But uh, since then, of course, you've had many other encounters and uh, seen them in many forms. But I was fascinated by a story you told me about um, even before you were seeing angels yourself, someone saw an angel, but he looked like you. Yes. Um, that was definitely uh, uh, an amazing encounter for me. This is, you know, right after I first got saved, I was about a year and a half, maybe two years old in the Lord. And uh, what's interesting about it is it was before anybody knew anything about my ministry or any of that kind of thing. And I started to uh, get opportunities to share testimonies in meetings, and I started to get opportunities to share about miracles that we were seeing in the streets. And then God started opening up doors and uh, what's crazy is he, he actually, you know, started to use angels to open up the doors. And some people might say, what do you mean? Well, um, it, it was really funny. I was in Colorado. I, I grew up in Grand Junction, Colorado, and I got an invitation to speak in another city called Montrose. And uh, it, it was about 45 minutes away. And when I got to the, you know, house church, it was a smaller house church. When I got there, the pastor said to me, um, he said, now, you know why we invited you, right? And I said, no. And and he said, well, it was because you met the elder of our church on the airplane, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and you prophesied over him. It was so accurate. And you told him all the things that are happening in the church, and, and we were pretty blown away by it. And here was the problem, though. I hadn't been on a plane for at least three months. And so, it, you know, I was a little bit shocked. I was a little taken back, and I went, wait, what, what do you mean I was on the plane? And he said, well, you were on the plane. You prophesied to him. And you even told him your testimony, how you gave up baseball to serve God. And, and so everything he said was everything I would have said to someone. And, uh, and, and so anyway. Now, how did, how, did you, how did you know it was you that he was actually seeing? Did he have a description of you or what was that? Yeah, he, he actually described, the, you know, um, clothing that I would wear. I mean, I always wore a Boston Red Sox baseball hat and he would 
you know, he said, you were wearing your Boston Red Sox baseball hat and this red, you know, uh, sweatshirt. And so he described not only my testimony, but even the clothes that I wore quite often in, you know, that, that time. And, uh, and so anyway, it, it was pretty amazing. But, you know, after I prayed about it, and, uh, you know, I said, God, what is that? And the Lord said it was your angel. And he took me to, you know, Acts chapter uh, 12, where, you know, you have Peter who is in prison. He escapes from prison. He comes to the, the door of Mary's house as, as he was supernaturally released from prison. He knocks on the door. Rhoda, the servant girl, hears his voice, slams the door on his face, runs in, tells everybody, praise God. God's heard our cry, and they, this is their response. It's really bizarre. They say, nah, that's not Peter. That's just his angel. And so, Donna, that's wild. I mean, this, <laughs> that is pretty it, wild. <laughs> there was an angel at the door that Peter's angel was at the door than that Peter was really at the door. And so the Lord unveiled it to me. He said, listen, he said, your angels look like you. He said they thought that they, they, were, they were used to having angelic encounters in the days of Jesus. It was a normal thing in their culture. And I believe it tells us, uh, it, re- it reveals to us why some people see female angels and some people see male angels. In it. Because if you're a female and your angel looks like you, then it's going to be a female. And so, that's amazing. I've never, I've never heard anybody say that before. Well, I listen to that story and you tell that story, and it seems humorous. It's funny. If that can happen, obviously supernatural, but if that can happen when you're not, you're not even operating or moving in the angelic realm yet. Uh, yep. then how much more can happen when we're actually learning to partner with them? What would you say? Yes. I mean, God really wants to teach us how um, how to partner with them. And, and you know, the number one thing is you got to know they're there. And, uh, you know, if we don't, if we're not aware of the angelic realm around us, um, a lot of times, you know, we'll be given over to fear. We'll be given over to, you know, worry, all kinds of things. But what God wants to do is open people's eyes to begin to see the angels that are assigned to their lives. And, uh, you know, there's uh, different angels assigned to different individuals. There's always, uh, you know, I've, I've had lots of encounters where the Lord shows me people's angels. Uh, but there's always watchers. There's always um, those that are are. Uh, guardians over people, but then there's specific angels that are given to people on assignment according to their calling or whatever their destiny is. Yes, and, yeah. you know, oftentimes when I'm prophesying in a meeting, I'll call someone out, I'll stand someone up and I'll say, hey, you're called to lead worship. And they'll go, how did you know that? Well, I saw an angel playing a guitar behind them. Wow. So there's an angel that, you know, has an anointing of music of, of uh, as I'm watching the angel play the guitar, there's an anointing being released. And, uh, and and so, you know, I've had visions where I stand someone up to prophesy and I see an angel holding a suitcase uh, dressed like a businessman behind them. And it'll tell me, oh, there's an entrepreneurial anointing on that guy. And God has assigned angels on them to help create wealth for the kingdom. And, and so if you can start to see in the realm of the spirit, the angelic, then then you can start to partner with God to release prophetic words to uh it'll confirm to you your assignment here on the earth what god's called you to do but also i believe those angelic beings release grace to us to be able to pull off what we're called to do jeremy what has god spoken to you about releasing more encounters with uh with the angelic realm to the body yeah well one of the things uh, the main thing that the lord has spoke to me especially out of the uh encounter that i had um, that we talked about earlier with the, the man on the crutches is the Lord said to me, he said, Jeremy, I'm about to send heaven's help to the earth because I'm about to bring in one of the greatest harvests 
of souls that the earth has ever seen. And, uh, you know, the Lord told me, he said, I'm going to release the angels that gather, the angels that, uh, you know, bring breakthrough. And, and part of the reason why he wants to do it is because he's raising up the church. He's raising up the believers. Uh, you know, everybody in the, the church, all all hands on deck. And, uh, you know, when harvest hits, I, I don't think sometimes we think about uh, the reality of what that looks like. Because, I mean, um, you know, I'm in San Diego, California. We have three million people here in San Diego County. If two million people were saved tomorrow, we wouldn't have enough churches to to actually minister to them. Wouldn't that be a we great problem, that? <laughs> that would be a yes, great problem have to a, have, huh? <laughs> it would. Um, we wouldn't have enough places to put them. But you know what? God wants to activate the church to where everybody walks in an anointing I to agree. heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, to prophesy, to pray. But not only that, to mentor, to teach, uh, to activate. And, and part of the angelic realm is you know bringing an anointing in that can help us to be effective to do that. Like, let's say, deliverance. You know, um, I've had many times where I'm praying for someone, and it just doesn't seem like the job's getting done, and then an angel shows up, and all of a sudden, boom, they're totally delivered. They're totally healed of whatever it is that they're dealing with. And, uh, and so, you know, God will send angels on assignment to help us bring breakthrough for the glory of Jesus. Okay. Well, speaking of angels on assignment, uh, we've been talking with Jeremy Nelson, and we're making available to you Jeremy's book, Encountering Angels, and the three-CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment. Now, in this teaching series, Jeremy's going to help you understand the role and ministry of angels and give you insight on how to see angels, ooh, I would like that, <laughs> and how to partner with them. Well, I don't know about you, but that sounds really good to me, so I'm excited about that. As Jeremy began to learn more and more about angels, he began to have more and more encounters with them. What do they look like? What do they do? We're going to find out in just a moment. Stay with us. Did you know that God has angels that truly exist on the earth today? Do you know that there are angels assigned to you by God? Did you realize that angels are waiting to assist you and help you with every circumstance you are facing? Now, Jeremy Nelson wants to impart to you the supernatural keys and the anointing on how to discern and activate the angels who are assigned by God for you. Angels of protection, provision, miracles, healing, deliverance, salvation, and prosperity. Call now and get Jeremy Nelson's powerful book, Encountering Angels, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Angels on Assignment. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9437. Through Jeremy Nelson's powerful book, Encountering Angels, you will learn that as a believer in Jesus, you have angels assigned to you. Understand practical keys to obtain supernatural encounters with God and His angelic realm every day. Learn that there are various forms of angels, including watcher angels, healing angels, angels of joy, guardian angels, warrior angels, seraphim angels, cherubim angels, and many more. Learn how to tap into messenger angels who are available to help release revelation and enlightenment to you. Realize that the angels given by God to you will help you receive your breakthrough, your healing, and your miracle. Through Jeremy Nelson's three-part audio CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment, he will demystify the realm of the angelic and bring you into a greater understanding of the role of angels in God's divine plan for your life. Help equip you to begin partnering with God and His amazing variety of angels. Get you ready to be a part of God's great end-time revival about to invade the planet Earth. I believe everybody can see 
into the invisible realm and that we have the ability because God created us for both worlds, both the natural and the supernatural. You will clearly understand that the angels assigned to you are given to rescue you, minister to you, and assist you to obtain all the promises and blessings God has for you. Most people, they'd be thrilled just to see an angel. Jeremy says you can get to the point where you see specific angels and when you see them, you know exactly what they're going to do. Get his book, Encountering Angels, because you are going to start encountering angels and his three CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment. They're on assignment so that you can reach people, you can pray for the sick, and you can walk in miracles. If not now, when? This is God's set appointment with you to go to the next level of God's Spirit. Don't miss out on getting Jeremy Nelson's powerful book, Encountering Angels, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Angels on Assignment, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9437. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9437 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Well, I'm back with Jeremy Nelson, and we are talking about angels and encounters with angels and assignments of angels. So that's an exciting topic to me. Uh, Jeremy, right before we left for break, we were talking about the different kinds of angels, uh, that you were going to talk about that a little bit. What do they do? What do they look like? And uh, let's find out a little bit. Um, when you were doing your study, wh what did you find? Yeah, I found that there's all kinds of different angels in the Bible. You know, um, I, I think God wants to demystify things because a lot of people traditionally, you know, they only think about, you know, Michael or Gabriel or, you know, the, just a traditional sense of the angelic. And there is a lot to, to learn about those different classes of angels. Like, for instance, Michael is a warrior angel. And, you know, you find in the book of Daniel that he worked with uh with Gabriel to bring breakthrough to Daniel. When Daniel prayed for breakthrough over his nation, it says that uh, when Gabriel showed up with the answer, he says to Daniel, hey, the very minute that your words were lifted up to heaven, your prayers were lifted up to heaven, God answered that prayer. But the prince of Persia stood in my way to resist, so God sent Michael to bring breakthrough and to break the resistance. And so, you know, one of the angels that types of angels that God wants to teach us about are the warrior angels. And those are like the Michael-type angels who do warfare in the heavenlies. They break resistance that tries to stop the blessings of God from coming down into our lives. And so we write about that in the book. Uh, you know, the, the other class that's commonly known is, uh, I call them PR angels or public relations <laughs> angels or prophetic angels, which would be like a Gabriel-type angel because whenever Gabriel shows up, he's always making announcements. He's always declaring things. And so there's prophetic angels and uh, and you got to understand that you know some religious people they get bent out of shape about talking about the angels you know and the different names and it makes me laugh because you know they think that God's limited to Michael to you know Gabriel and and that's it you know and but the reality is the Bible tells us there's an innumerable company of angels that surround the throne of heaven and uh, it's so vast that we can't even number them all and God is creative you know just like every human on earth has different names and different, you know, qualities and, and attributes that God has put in them. He's created the angels like that as well. 
And so for us to just say that, well, if their name is, you know, not in the Bible, then that means that it's not of God. I mean, you got to understand that uh, that God has given these other angels the innumerable companies names as well. And sometimes he'll give us names to give us a clue into the function of what they're called to do or what they're called to bring. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Donna. But, no, yes, it, um, it, it does. It definitely does. Uh, I know you, yeah. list, you listed several times. Um, I was very interested. You were talking about healing angels as if, like, mm-hmm. they're specific angels that are sent to minister healing. Or when you see these angels, then you know that's where you go. You're just, you know, you're following what you see. Uh, you, you said yep. there was a meeting that you were in that you declared to 6,000 people there that that there was a healing power of God moving in the room. Were you seeing healing angels at that point? Yeah, I've definitely had um, many times where we see the the healing angels, even in the outpouring that we're a part of right now in San Diego. But uh, that specific story um, happened in Florida. I was ministering in a tent with about 6,000 people in it, and um, I saw an angel come into the room and begin to stir up the waters of the Holy Ghost, and I knew it was like John chapter 5, the pool of Bethesda. You know, it says in that portion of scriptures that, uh, that at the pool of Bethesda, there was an angel that would come down from heaven and stir up the waters, and whoever had need of, of healing that stepped into the waters first would be instantly healed. And so I began to see an angel stirring up waters in those meetings, and the, the results were amazing. I mean, hundreds of people got healed, and I'll never forget it. The very first testimony that we took uh, was a, a, a man in his mid-20s, who a uh, young man who had actually been blind in his right eye since two years old. And it's really kind of crazy what happened to him. At two years old, uh, he had a, a cousin throw a rock at him and knock his eye out. I mean, literally hit him in the eye with a rock and ruined the eye. And so here we are now, fast forward, you know, 20-something years later, this healing angel is stirring up the waters, and the love of Jesus begins to flow and uh, and and instantly God recreates his eyeball. Like it's probably one of the craziest miracles that we've ever seen God do. But it happened when that angel showed up. That's amazing. I would love to see that. Um, you know what? If if people need a miracle out there and there's not anybody to pray for them, if there's not a prophet, if there's not a minister, if they don't know that there's an angel standing by, what do you suggest that they do? Well, you know, the number one thing is get in the presence of God. You know, just worship Jesus for your healing. Worship Jesus for your miracle, even if you don't see it, you don't feel it. Um, I mean, obviously, we focus on on Jesus. We focus on the king of the kingdom. And here's the thing that I've learned is when you focus on the king of the kingdom, his domain begins to be released in our midst. And so, you know, when I tell people that, you know, God wants to encounter them, especially with the angelic realm— um, the quickest way to teach people to position themselves to receive that realm is to just really get them to focus on intimacy and focus on worship with, with the Lord. And, uh, you know, I've had some pretty amazing things happen. When I was uh, just a teen, I remember I was playing baseball all the time. I threw my arm out. And, uh, you know, doctors told me it'd be months before I could play baseball again. And my mom was a strong Christian. Uh, you know, I wasn't even saved at the time, and my mom told me, she said, just just ask God to heal you. And, and you know, I didn't really even know how to do that, but one night before I went to sleep, I said, God, you know, would you please heal me? And, and I didn't know how to ask, but I fell asleep that night. I had a dream, and in the dream, an angel came and touched my arm, and 
instantly I was healed. I woke up, had no more pain, no more limitations. I was back on the baseball field the next week, you know, pitching. And, uh, and so that encounter taught me that, you know, at that time I never went to church and, um, you know, I wasn't saved. I wasn't following the Lord, but God sent a healing angel to me because he loved me so much, you know, and, and so listen, I, you know, I think what would be cool is maybe we should pray that God would release healing angels over people that are listening to this segment right now. I think that would be and, wonderful, yes. You know, because one of the things we've learned is that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And, uh, you know, I'm actually seeing right now angels uh, in the spirit realm, and, and I'm seeing a whole bunch of them. And uh, it's really interesting the way that they look. They're dressed like paramedics. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I see them, and I, I feel like God wants to release healing over uh even this this cast that we're doing and so father we just thank you right now lord for those that are listening right now online lord that that god you would release healing over the airwaves and that lord we decree right now lord god miracle power to flow through this podcast through the uh the airways lord and that god you would release healing angels lord that you'd stir up the waters of of healing power lord even over uh this interview in jesus name and lord i thank you god right now for um, for backs being restored, for eyesight being healed. Lord, I thank you for cancer being destroyed right now. Listen, I just feel like there's some of you that have been dealing with bouts of cancer. You're going to begin to feel a fire come on your bodies right now. The the heat of God, the, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to begin to touch your life. And I just feel the angels are going to begin to come into people's rooms. And listen, you're going to feel the atmosphere of the room begin to shift, begin to change. And God is releasing breakthrough. There's someone that has been in a car accident uh, you know, several years ago, you messed up the discs in your back. There's a whiplash injury. There's uh, this nerve damage thing that's gone on where there's been even uh, pain and, and there, there's been tingling in your feet and your hands. Uh, Jesus is healing you right now. I believe there's angels on assignment being released to bring breakthrough. Uh, even metal plates and, and pins that have been surgically uh, put in by doctors because of accidents, car crashes, whatever. Um, if that's you, just put your hand on that part of your body. I believe that God's releasing angels on assignment right now to bring healing power into those areas. And so, uh, in, in fact, if you need a miracle, period, just put your hand on the part of your body, and I'm going to pray right now for the release of that power and I believe we'll have testimonies out of this. And so, Father, I thank you for your goodness, God. And right now we release healing power in Jesus' name. I command creative miracles to come forth. We release the angels of heaven on assignment to bring breakthrough and miracles and healings. We, we declare the, the stirring of the healing waters to be released right now over people and in their homes. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, that was great. I know that, that you are also known as a, as a seer, Jeremy, and you see angels in your services on a regular basis. That's nothing new for, for you. But I just really believe when, when those out there listening get this book and this teaching, I think that the, the knowledge uh, and, and the power will be released in them that, that we can learn. Uh, I, I'm not a minister. I'm not a prophet. Uh, I'm not a seer per se, but I just believe that we will be able to learn. Will you pray for, for me and for those listening that the, the seer realm will be opened up in us so that we can actually experience uh, seeing in the angelic yeah. realm? Can you pray for that now? Yes, I would love to do that. And, you know, Elisha did that for his servant. 
Gehazi, when there was a Syrian army that was outside of his house, he prayed, Lord, open his eyes to see. And all of a sudden he saw all of the chariots of fire that outnumbered the natural armies. And and so let's just pray that prayer right now. And so, uh, listen, if you're listening right now, I want you to put your hand on your eyes. And uh, Donna, why don't you go ahead and do that as well? I will. Yes, I am. So, Father, we thank you right now for a seer anointing, Lord, for an anointing to see in the Spirit. And, uh, Lord, I thank you for that wisdom and revelation realm of the Holy Ghost. And, Lord, we decree it now. We declare it. We release that impartation over this cast. And, and Lord, I thank you, Lord, right now for visions, dreams, supernatural encounters, Lord, for the angelic realm opening up. And, Lord, even the encounters with Jesus, Lord, let it be released right now in Jesus' name. Whew, wow. <laughs> let that be released in <laughs> Jesus' name. I'm going to be looking for that, okay? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. I'm going to call you, Jeremy, and I'm going to say, Jeremy, have I got a story for you? <laughs> Uh, so those that are listening out there, we want to hear from you as well. Uh, you know, something that I, I like when you were talking about the different angels, you, you mentioned the watcher angels. And uh, you said these yeah. these angels, the watcher angels, particularly fascinated you. Yes. Um, you know, I remember the first time that I, uh, I saw one of these angels. It was, uh, you know, I, it really got my attention because I was preaching in a meeting. And I saw an angel that was standing, you know, kind of on the left side of where I was preaching. And uh, listen, we, we see these angels all the time in the outpouring as well. But but uh, he had a pad of paper in his hand and a pen, and he's just staring at the crowd of people. And, um, and, and you know, I remember when I saw that, I, I thought to myself, God, what is that all about? Like, what is that angel here doing? And the Lord told me, he said, he's watching over my word to perform it. You know, it's Psalm uh, 103.20 says the angels of God watch over the word of the Lord to perform it. And uh, and he said, I've sent that angel on assignment to watch over the prophetic words that you're preaching and teaching. And he said, what that angel will do is look at the heart. He looks at the hearts of people and where people are on fire and they're hungry and they're in agreement for whatever prophetic utterances are being released, he said that angel will write their name down on the pad of paper, and he'll take it to the Father, and the Father will execute the prophetic word over their lives. And, uh, and, and you know, those are the watcher angels, and I was fascinated with that because, I, I you know, whenever I have these kind of encounters, I always ask the Lord, well, where is that at in the Word? And he took me to Malachi chapter 3, uh, 16 through 18, it says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord heard it. And a book of remembrance was written on behalf of those who spoke the words. And and so, Donna, that's pretty amazing because, you know, in Malachi, it tells us that there was a group of people, much like what we would be doing in church, which is worshiping God, talking about God, we're, we're prophesying, we're declaring things, and they got God's attention and it says a book of remembrance was written on behalf of those that were speaking. And so, you know, the Lord said to me, who do you think wrote the book of remembrance? And I said, I don't know, Lord. He said, the watcher angels, the scribe angels, they write down the prophetic utterances because heaven keeps a log of them, and they never forget the word of the Lord. Now tell me about cherubim. Um Cherubim released the manifest presence of God. That's what I learned from your book uh, in a tangible way. What does that mean? Yeah, um, you know, the, the cherubim released, uh, you know, the, the manifest presence of God. And, 
You know, in the book of Ezekiel, it says the cherubim came through the threshing floor of the, the building, and it says that the brilliance of God's glory radiated in that place. So when the cherubim show up, they, they release the, the glory of God. They release the manifest presence of God, and, and also signs and wonders happen. Um, you know, one of the things that has been happening in the, the fire and glory outpouring is we've been having where oil comes upon people supernaturally. Gold comes upon people supernaturally like a gold dust. And, it, it, you know, and, and when those angels come, that kind of stuff happens. And, uh, and, and there are outward signs of inward impartation that God is releasing to people. And, uh, and, and it's amazing. Like the gold represents the glory, the dust. What, what was man created out of? They were created out of the dust of the earth. And so it, it represents a creative anointing. But when these angels show up, that realm shows up, and the supernatural begins to break out, uh, and, and, and the heavy, weighty presence of God comes. And, uh, and, and so, you know, we love when the cherubim angels come because those are the angels that even in the, the Ark uh, of the Covenant, you know, they had the cherubim angels that were put onto the Ark. They, they covered the Ark. So uh, the, the Ark represents the glory of God. And so whenever those angels come, that manifest glory comes as well. Jeremy, you told me about an angel that you saw um, that actually had a name on him, a physical name written on him. Tell me about that before we go to break. Yeah, um, well, it happened, you know, I was in prayer, and uh, as I was in prayer, this was a, a, a few years ago, and I had an open vision. You know, it's like the presence of God came into the room, the atmosphere of the room changed. Every time that an encounter like this happens, that's what happens. The Holy Spirit comes, the, the presence comes, and then it, it's like, God will catapult you into an experience. Well, I, I saw this glory cloud come down into the room, and there was an angel that was standing in the midst of the glory cloud. And I could hardly make out the angel's face because the cloud was so thick around his head, swirling. But I did notice, it was the most interesting thing, that he had a name tag on. And it was the kind of name tag that maybe you would uh, fill out if you were at a company picnic or you were at a conference and people didn't know your name. And it, it actually was a kind of name tag that said, hello, my name is, and then you would write in your name. And so I noticed that it said, hello, my name is Promise. And I knew that that was an indicator of something God wanted to communicate to me for the body of Christ in this vision and uh, as I had this encounter, you know, it, it, there was a lot of uh, glory, a lot of authority that was in the room and uh, a real heavy weight of God's presence. And so I said, Lord, what does this mean? Like, what, what is this encounter about? And this is what he said to me. He said, Jeremy, if you'll look at the very last words of Jesus in the Bible, you'll understand what it means. And so, you know, how many know that the very last thing Jesus said to his disciples is probably super important, right? Yes. And uh, so when I went there, you know, in Luke chapter 24, it, it was Jesus's instructions to the church. He said, wait, and, wait, tarry in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father comes to you, until you're endued with power from on high and you'll become my witnesses. And so uh, what's amazing about it is God began to speak to me and he said, Jeremy, I'm about to release angels of promise. Uh, on assignment to bring forth the promise of the Father, which is the outpouring of the Spirit. You know, in Acts 2, uh, Peter stands up after the day of Pentecost and he says, in the last days, God's going to pour out his Spirit on all flesh. Young men will have visions, old men will have dreams, sons and daughters will prophesy, God will show signs and wonders in the heavens above, the earth beneath, and all who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so the Lord said, I'm about to release outpourings of the Spirit all over the world, 
And he even began to speak to me about what I believe we're walking into right now with the outpouring of the Spirit here in San Diego. He said there's going to be extended revivals that are going to break out all over the world. And we're currently in one that's over 170 nights ongoing, and they're spreading as well. We've seen it spread up to Seattle and different places all over the world already that's starting to go. And so I believe that you know, that that angel is on assignment, but not just that one. The Lord told me that there's thousands of them that he's going to release to people that are hungry, people that are thirsty, places that have been believing for outpouring and revival to happen, and that those angels are going to go, and they're going to break things up in the heavenly realm and release the glory of God so that there's a tangible uh, realm of revival and salvation on the earth. So this is what you're experiencing now in the fire and the glory outpouring that you're in, that you're saying. Do you find that this generation that we're in, Jeremy, is not one that's just content to just hear about God, but but they want to experience him? I mean, is that why you think these revivals are containing the fire and the glory and the people are coming and that's what they're that's what they're seeking, to actually experience God, to encounter God? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I I feel like, you know, we live in a show-me generation. That's what I call it. You know, especially amongst young people, they don't want to just hear theology and um, just people talk about God, though we do need good theology and we do need good teaching, but they they want to experience something. They want to experience His love. And, you know, from the standpoint of God the Father, I believe the reason why God wants to release these kinds of moves of the Spirit and stir things up is because He wants us— to know who we are and whose we are so that we can be the the greatest witnesses that we can be on the earth. And I find that when, you know, you have a man or a woman that has had an encounter with God, it far outweighs someone who just has an argument. And, you know, we're not called to argue people into the kingdom. We're called to demonstrate the Holy Ghost and the power of God's love through signs, wonders, and miracles, through prophetic you know, words through uh, the supernatural. And that's what proves and shows to the world that our God is who he is. And wow. That's, that's I believe God's yeah. stirring up inside of people. That's what I want to do. I know uh, those that are listening to you right now are saying the same thing. That's what I want to do. Um, well, we want you to be sure and order Jeremy Nelson's book, Encountering Angels, and his three CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment. If you have ever wanted to understand the realm of the angelic better, then this book and teaching series is for you. You'll learn practical keys to having supernatural encounters with God. And uh, Jeremy even says daily. Woo, that's a big order. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Well, when we come back, Jeremy's going to tell us about the most vivid angelic visitation he ever had and the craziest creative miracle he's ever seen. We'll be right back. Did you know that God has angels that truly exist on the earth today? Do you know that there are angels assigned to you by God? Did you realize that angels are waiting to assist you and help you with every circumstance you are facing? Now, Jeremy Nelson wants to impart to you the supernatural keys and the anointing on how to discern and activate the angels who are assigned by God for you. Angels of protection, provision, miracles, healing, deliverance, salvation, and prosperity. Call now and get Jeremy Nelson's power 
powerful book, Encountering Angels, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Angels on Assignment. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9437. Through Jeremy Nelson's powerful book, Encountering Angels, you will learn that as a believer in Jesus, you have angels assigned to you. Understand practical keys to obtain supernatural encounters with God and His angelic realm every day. Learn that there are various forms of angels, including watcher angels, healing angels, angels of joy, guardian angels, warrior angels, seraphim angels, cherubim angels, and many more. Learn how to tap into messenger angels who are available to help release revelation and enlightenment to you. Realize that the angels given by God to you will help you receive your breakthrough, your healing, and your miracle. Through Jeremy Nelson's three-part audio CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment, he will demystify the realm of the angelic and bring you into a greater understanding of the role of angels in God's divine plan for your life. Help equip you to begin partnering with God and His amazing variety of angels. Get you ready to be a part of God's great end-time revival about to invade the planet Earth. I believe everybody can see into the invisible realm and that we have the ability because God created us for both worlds, both the natural and the supernatural. You will clearly understand that the angels assigned to you are given to rescue you, minister to you, and assist you to obtain all the promises and blessings God has for you. Most people, they'd be thrilled just to see an angel. Jeremy says you can get to the point where you see specific angels, and when you see them, you know exactly what they're going to do. Get his book, Encountering Angels, because you are going to start encountering angels and his three CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment. They're on assignment so that you can reach people, you can pray for the sick, and you can walk in miracles. If not now, when? This is God's set appointment with you to go to the next level. God's Spirit. Don't miss out on getting Jeremy Nelson's powerful book, Encountering Angels, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Angels on Assignment. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9437. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9437 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Well, I'm back with Jeremy Nelson, and uh, before break, I told you that Jeremy's going to tell us about the most vivid angelic visitation he ever had. So um, you've probably been sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for that. So, Jeremy, go for it. Yeah, well, I had an encounter with an angel named the Winds of Change. And uh, this happened, you know, years ago. I was actually preaching on a secular campus. Uh, you know, in Oklahoma. A secular in campus. Edmonds, I, Oklahoma. I want to make sure everybody and, caught that. This is a secular campus, right? Not a, like a, not like yeah, a Christian a university. A secular campus, okay. not a Christian campus. Okay. Um, we did get invited in by one of the Christian clubs, but what was interesting about it was that, um, you know, uh, as we got invited in, it became very evident to us that they didn't really know how we flowed. And, uh, you know, we got there and I realized, wow, these guys, uh, I don't think they've ever seen miracles or healings before. The, the, the real supernatural power of God, I mean, they were definitely hungry for Jesus. And so we knew it was a God setup because, you know, God always wants to open people's eyes to the reality of uh, heaven and, and his goodness and his love. And so I remember the first night we went to these meetings, it was a little bit rough and my friend preached. 
And, uh, you know, he preached uh, the best he could on the kingdom of God and all these things, just trying to bring some framework to them about, uh, you know, the fact that, that, that God is supernatural. And uh, I remember the next day I was going to preach. Well, listen, I've only got one gear. If you've ever heard me preach, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just full on. We go for it, you know. Well, what kind of response did your friend get the night before? I mean, what were you what were you expecting here? What kind of response did he get? Well, you know, they just kind of looked at him, honestly, this is a joke, but they looked at him like a cow at a new gate, like, what is this guy talking about, you know? And um, and I think it was just that the group didn't have the Holy Spirit, so uh, a lot of the things that you're teaching when you start to talk about the Spirit of God are, are brand new. It kind of, in some ways, can even freak people out a bit. Right. But that's not that's not always bad, because, you know, God introduced himself to people throughout the Bible, and that, you know, he freaked them out, and then they became those that walked in the stuff. And uh, and so what is interesting is the next day I, I went to prayer, and I thought, man, I really got to pray to get a breakthrough. Like, these guys, they've never even seen any of the stuff we're carrying. And I remember I was in prayer, and I tried everything I could to enter in. You know, I was reading the Word, and I, I just wasn't connecting. I was trying to pray in tongues. I felt like I was losing my voice, and I got to preach that night. And then I remember I, I felt like the— Holy Spirit said to me, just get up and dance with me. And I thought, dance with you? Like, I don't, you know, like I wasn't a big dancing kind of person. And so I got up and I just, you know, in my room, started dancing around with the Lord and spinning around. And all of a sudden, in the middle of dancing, this angel comes through the roof, just boom, right in front of me and stares me right in the eyes. And this was the first time it had ever happened. I mean, it freaked me out. I, I got a revelation of why in the Bible, the angels always say, fear not is because when heaven comes sometimes unexpectedly it will it'll get you off guard and uh and and so anyway as i'm looking at this angel you know he was large he was a huge angel full of muscles very masculine and uh, i knew it was a warrior angel and he as quickly as i saw him right in front of me he went through the roof he was gone and i said to myself is that did that just happen like is that real and when i looked down there was a feather that was on the ground, and it's like no other feather I've ever seen. It's like a corkscrew feather that's probably about, you know, three or four inches long. And, uh, and, and so God left the feather as a sign to me that that encounter was real. And it was the most tangible encounter that I've had with an angelic realm with that feather being left behind. And, and what's amazing is that uh, one of the things I want to tell people is that when the angels of God show up, there's fruit that happens, Donna. It, it, it's not just something that uh, that happens, and, and, and it's just about you know having the encounter, but there's always a fruit that shows up. Well, that night I went to the meeting. Breakthrough happened. I mean, tons of people got healed, but there was this one girl specifically uh, who had been in a car accident, and she had shattered all the bones in her face. She had seven metal plates in her face. 30 pins that were, you know, metal pins that were surgically um, put in there to hold the, the face together. And, and that night when we prayed for her, all of the metal dissolved out of her face. She was completely healed. And um, she even went to the hospital that put the metal in, and they couldn't find the metal anymore. She had a brand-new face, so it's doctors documented. Wow. So what happened on campus? Now, you've told me this was a group of a small group of Christians, like a club that had invited you. But yep. the campus itself, the entire university was a secular campus. What happened after this? Yep. Well, they started going out and grabbing their friends and grabbing people <laughs> that, that, you know, needed healing. And in fact, one of the uh, football players who was a star football player on their team there, 
he had tore his ACL. He was out of the you know he was out of the season. He couldn't play. And one of the kids went and grabbed him, and he totally got instantly healed. And all of these people started getting healed, and we actually saw like a hundred salvations that that happened once the power of God fell in these meetings because people just they went and started grabbing people, you know, and and uh, and and so it was it was amazing some of the things that happened there. You know, something that I learned from your book that that I find very exciting. You actually teach people what attracts angels so if you're wanting to experience and encounter more of the angelic in your life you actually teach them what kinds of things attract angels and one of those is worship you said what what other kinds of things attract angels and the angelic into your life well i think doing kingdom things attract angels in your life so you know if you have a heart for evangelism and you're willing to step out of the box and to go and pray for people you're willing to step out of the boat and you know uh, lay hands on on the sick and and pray then what happens is you know you attract heaven's attention and God assigns more angels to you uh because you're you're using you know the anointing and the uh the gifting on your life to glorify Jesus by preaching the gospel and right. find yeah that as people go God adds angels to them and and even also, as you grow in God, which means, you know, you study the Word, you pray, you worship, you, you pray in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. I mean, uh, you know, all of these things which are, are normal devotional uh, things that we should have in our lives, as we grow in the Spirit, God increases us in the Spirit. And some of that increasing us in the Spirit is He adds angels to our lives mm-hmm. uh, according to, to our maturity and where we're going in, in the things of God. And, and so I don't know if that answers the question, but... Um, oh, yes, certainly. And, and, and obedience. What about, you know, when you were praying and, the, you know, the Spirit told you, well, you know, yep. you, were, you were seeking and saying, you know, what am I going to do for breakthrough? And the Spirit says, well, dance with me, spin around with me, and you're, you're obedient to that. So... Yeah, you, yep, that, that is definitely one of the greatest keys uh, you know, that we can receive from the Lord is, I say it like this, intimacy with God and obedience to his voice releases the manifestation of his kingdom or his breakthrough. And uh, so when we're obedient to God, it definitely attracts the angelic realm and it, it attracts encounters, it attracts the Lord. And, uh, you know, because it's really just uh, walking in humility when you're obedient to God. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season he'll lift you up. And and so I find that when we live that lifestyle of intimacy and obedience, it causes heaven to come. Jeremy, one thing I want to make sure that we do on this program, because I'm sure everyone listening is as interested as I am. Uh, you've talked about so many different kinds of angels and the fact that you see them so tangibly that you can actually describe them like you have on some of the ones. Uh, can you describe a couple for us, maybe uh, the angel of healing? Yeah, um, you know, the angels of healing, like I've seen them in different ways. Uh, one of the things you got to understand is that sometimes God will release, uh, you know, people will see them differently than others. And, and sometimes it's about the metaphorical way they look. And other times, you know, you'll see them as shafts of light, flashes of light. You know, some people that are listening right now, you've probably seen flashes of light in your living room before and, and said, whoa, well, that was strange. Like, what was that? Well, it was actually an angel that, that God sent into the room. Um, but, you know, healing angels, I've seen them at times where they're dressed like uh, like medics, and, and you know, they, they actually have like the little cross on them, and, and 
Um, other times I've seen them, like I described earlier, where they're stirring up the waters, and and I can, you know, I can I can see them stirring the waters, and because. I know the scriptures talks about stirring the waters. I know that they're a healing angel. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And, 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 you know, there's many different ways you can see the angels in a snapshot picture in your mind. You could see them openly. You can have them physically come just like, you know, the story of the, the man that took a human form that prayed for my wife and I, um, you know, there, there's many different ways of seeing and hearing, but I tell people pay attention to whatever the angels are wearing whatever, uh, you know, because a lot of times God will use the actual uh, details um, of, of what they're wearing or what they look like to tell you a message. And, you know, I've had angels that showed up that uh, that have coins, gold coins in their hands, and they're extended out towards me. And so I know when I see that, oh, this is an angel of finance. This is an angel to bring financial breakthrough. And the next thing you know, our ministry receives a huge breakthrough in finances, a crusade gets paid for, something happens. And mm-hmm. so uh, I tell people all the time, pay attention to the details of, of what they look like, what they're doing, what they're wearing, what's in their hands, what they say to you. And those are some things that will help you. Awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. I want to make sure that we talk about this before we go. Um, Angels of Awakening. Uh, when I hear you talk and I hear the passion in your voice and what you're preaching about and what you're teaching and the things that you're encountering and experiencing, I think awakening. Tell me about the angels of awakening. Yeah, well, this happened, um, you know, I had an encounter some time ago, and uh, it was amazing. It was actually an encounter with Jesus where, um, you know, it's like Paul says, whether it's out of the body or in the body, I don't know. I was somewhere with God. And uh, I found myself in this place in heaven with this massive door. It was a huge door. It was probably, I'd say, at least, uh, you know, three or four stories tall. And it was uh, this place in heaven. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears, grabs me by the hand, pulls me up to the door. And he's got a huge smile on his face. And he, and he points to the door. And I noticed that on top of the door is written the word breakthrough. And all of a sudden, I start pulling on the door, trying to open it up, and it's like I can't get it open. And I pulled as hard as I could and, and, and tried as hard as I could, and all of a sudden, Jesus smiles at me, and he says, why don't you take two steps back and watch what I do? And I took two steps back, and he snapped his fingers. And as he snapped his fingers, it's like a wind blew from the backside of the door, knocked the door of breakthrough wide open, and there stood before me an angel right, right in front of me, and I knew in my spirit was an angel of awakening. And, uh, and, and as I'm in this encounter, Jesus is smiling at me. I'm looking at this angel of awakening. And the best way I could describe it, Don, is I looked into the eyes of this angel, and it was like I could see, uh, I could see the Father releasing hundreds of thousands of these angels into the earth. And as they were being released, they would, uh, they would uh, break sickness off of people, disease off of people, dead people were being raised. Uh, you know, I could see demon spirits that were hindering people from knowing God being delivered off of people. And, and everywhere these angels went, there was supernatural breakthrough. But what they were doing is they were awakening people's hearts to the love of God. And, um, and, and I knew that God's releasing angels of awakening because he's awakening a generation to revelation knowledge of God's goodness and God's love. And it's going to be demonstrated through the signs and wonders and miracles that happen when these angels are, are released. 
Wow. Will you pray, Jeremy, before we say goodbye to everybody and just uh, uh, minister however you would like to and however you feel led right now? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for everybody that's listening to this broadcast, Lord God, everybody that, uh, Lord, is is under the sound of of, uh, my voice as we're praying. I pray, God, that you would release that spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord God, uh, that's found in Ephesians 1, 15 through 19, that you'd open the eyes of people's hearts, Lord, that they would know the hope of uh, your calling and inheritance that's on the inside of them, and that, Lord, you'd open up the seer dimension, you'd open up angelic visitations, encounters, Lord, that, Father, you would cause an explosion of intimacy with you to be released, even through the reading of the book, and even, Lord God, through the, the listening of the teaching sets. And, Lord, I thank you that as people read the book and they listen to the teaching sets, that, Lord, there is an activation of the supernatural uh, realm that is going to open up over them. And so, Lord, I pray for that now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jeremy. And uh, thank you for all of you who've been listening today. Uh, Jeremy's been teaching us that angels do indeed dwell among us and how to position ourselves for angelic encounters. Well, I'm Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Jeremy Nelson. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get Jeremy's book, Encountering Angels, and his CD teaching series, Angels on Assignment. If you've ever wanted to understand and experience the realm of the angelic more, then this book and teaching series, it's for you. Now you can get Jeremy's book, Encountering Angels, and the three-part teaching series, Angels on Assignment, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9437. Once again, that's offer number 9437.